Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Champions Podcast. This is the Round 13 Late Mail Edition. Uh, you're here with Catfish as always, just trying to tackle your questions off Twitter and also the Champs Discord. Another week with no wacko, unfortunately. So yeah, not really quite the late mail. But as always, you got to check out the usual sources. I think uh, Stilesy might be back from <laughs> the NRL SC Talk side. If not, uh, I'm sure Lakey will help him out again. Uh, Timmy Williams from the Playbook with the DT, the Daily Telegraph, Late Mail, and obviously there's also the NRL.com uh, Late Mail, all of that type of stuff. So just read around, get as much as you can. Wacko will usually still tweet out what he can, uh, although it's just not as, uh, I guess, complete as we normally get it from him. But look, that's enough yammering. Let's get straight into the questions for this week. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. All right, and I kick things off from the Champs Discord. So starting off with a fairly simple one, uh, Tom f- asks Tarpane or Olokuatu. I'm gonna have to say Olokuatu. Just I, I'm serious. Maybe I'm I'm scarred from the Starling treatment, but I really can't trust Ricky Stewart. I know Tarpane's been really consistent, and I do expect him to go well over this Origin period, especially while Papali'i is leaned on uh, for Queensland and and obviously not as available for the Raiders. I just can't trust him. Hey, it it drives me nuts. Uh, look, at the same time, just back your gut on this one. If you think Tarpane's minutes stay where they are, then he's a great option. He's, you know, second overall points at right road forward and also, I think, fourth in on averages. So, yeah, I can't fault anyone going with Tarpane because he has been going really well. It's just the Ricky Stewart factor that drives me nuts. Uh, next question from uh, Jumbles. He asks, do I ho- hold both Cotter and Grant in my hooker position? I think this comes down to your trade situation. I do think there's a little question mark about around 14 minutes coverage, whether both back up, whether any of them back up or, or whatever. I do think if that's the case, then, you know, if you've got a plan to maybe trade someone via Cotter to McInnes or something like that to cover around 17 and also around 14 next week, that's fine. I also don't have an issue. Like I've said, I detailed it previously. Selling Grant can work if you've got the right number of trades left and it's the right setup for your team. But otherwise, yeah, I think... You know, I'd say hold for the time being. And a question from Jumbles, again, also one that's kind of echoed on Twitter uh, from um, at Murder Mayhem 1. Manu or Garrick can only afford one, so that's from Jeff. And, yeah, same deal for Jumbles. Look, for me, I see Manu as more important. I can genuinely see Manu as being one of the top-scoring players this round. I mean, he's got a really proven history at fullback. Spanning across three seasons, he's got eight games playing you know, 80 minutes, and in that time he's averaged basically just under 90 points per game. His base and base attack playing fullback is at like 54, almost 55 points per game. And you know, I just trust the Roosters as a team more. We know they come home strong. So look, maybe Garrick across rounds 13 to 16 outscores Manu. I think round 13, Manu outscores Garrick, but... Yeah, I guess long-term, because I would be getting one of these guys for the rest of the season. And if that's the case, I'd rather have Manu come end of year, just because I think Manu's going to outscore Garrick on that run home, because the Roosters have a really sweet draw compared to the Seagulls. And, like, I, I it hasn't been spoken about as much, but there is a possibility that Garrick doesn't stay full-back for the rest of the year. I 
don't know what Des Hassler is going to do. He's very unpredictable. We thought he was going to put Cooler there at first, and then there was chat about K Weeks, and you know they they still could do that if the Seagulls season is gone. Then I genuinely can see Des maybe testing it out, and Garrett goes back to the wing, and you know part of the issue is that he Garrett will be safe as houses playing at fullback with goal kicking because his work rate there is very good, but it's just the upside, you know. How many try assists or tries do you think Garrick's going to score? Uh, if he puts on one try assist per game, then he'll average 70. And if he doesn't, then, you know, that's where he's going to look at a sub-60 average, which, again, very solid, very safe, but it's not that upside where Manuj can offer that. Uh, jumping over to Twitter, a question from at JD underscore Twill. Taft to Garrick, already owned Manu, and Coates to Angus. To do it, I need to free up about 90k, which means going to Noah Brown down to a bottom dollar. Should I just enough or worth getting an extra body this week like Terrell May? Will give me 13 players this week. Cheers, Wolf. Look, I don't like May as an option. He might go well this week, but he scored four last week. So he's a genuine AE nightmare if he's still in the 17. So to me, I'd rather just enough out altogether uh, if that's the plan you want to go with. Next one is from Lee Dizzle at Lee Dizzle Econ. When do you think is the right time to get Teddy in during Origin or after? Definitely after. I mean, you don't really want him for the upcoming three games and like history has shown he usually misses around 18 as well. So I'm thinking I've penciled him in potentially for around 19 trade, but obviously if he's playing around 18, you might want to look at that as well. From Peter McDermott at the Eagle Pete, Appy or Robson, if you're selling Grant, look, I'll be honest, I don't love either of these options. I mean, Appy, he's got Mitch Kenny taking minutes off him. Robson still played Eddie last week, but Granville was there playing in the middle uh, slash at hooker and Robson was playing in the middle as well so you know was that because Lolo wasn't there and you know obviously this week there's no Cotter so maybe he's still fine this week but long term I'm just wondering if Robson's likely to lose minutes if Granville's still on the bench because you know maybe they're just lacking middles and and that's why Robson had to play that extra time there I think if you had to ask me to pick one I'd lean Robson but that's just because like you need attacking stats from Appy. He hasn't, there's a very small sample size of games where he's played without Cleary and Luai in the team. I think there's only been two games in the past three years, basically. And one game he scored 27 in 49 minutes, and the other one was 73 in 80. So not much to really go off. I think if you're counting on attacking stats and you're backing Appy for some, then lean his way. I feel like Robson has a better chance of be, potentially being able to potentially get some attacking stats, but also holding down an 80-minute role in the meantime since he did do it last time. It's a tough one, though, honestly. <laughs> All right, now next is from at SC underscore crackers. Hey, legend. One, is it scary to antipod both Garrick and Manu? Just don't watch any footy this week. Two, do you miss Dillbags? Well, yes, I do miss Dillbags, but well, it was a necessary evil to sell him at the time. He's coming back into my team soon, so don't worry about that one. Uh, I would be terrified to not have Garrick and Manu, so I think you're going to get one of them, and I'd lean Manu myself. Just that's my gut call. Uh, in fact, you know, I'm getting, I got Manu, but I'm not getting Garrick this week. I'm running that gauntlet. It is nervous times, but I'm backing the lack of ceiling for it to not really hurt me too much. From TJ at Fantasy All Sport, head-to-head player, should I be selling Cobo? It's a really tough one because I think Cobo's still got a negative, uh, sorry, not a negative, uh, a low break even. I think it's 18, but he's worth a lot of money. I think if you could hold one more week and see how he goes at Origin and if he struggles backing up, like he's a young kid, obviously, uh, I think that's one thing you got to factor in. Origin takes a lot out of people. And even seasoned vets can still struggle backing up after Origin and, and playing well. So 
wouldn't be surprised if Kobo goes off the boil a little bit and selling him at max price and getting a you know a seasoned keeper like a Manu or a Garrick or something like that, I, I'd have no issues doing that potentially. But yeah, Kobo's a great head-to-head pod. So back your gut on that one. From Brendan Fenton at Defence, our leading champ, he says, who goes first, Cotter or Grant? I feel both will get managed minutes-wise over the origin period. One of them goes to Angus this week. I think just all things considered, I'd have to say Grant out first. I feel like Cotter, his minutes may not be massive, but I think at the same time he's probably needed by the Cowboys. He's just playing so well. He's a big part of why they're going so well. And ultimately, Cotter's dual position is really handy. So, you know, with coupled with the high break-even for Grant and all that type of stuff, if you have to sell one of them, I'd have to sell, say, Grant over Cotter. And next question is from Aman Talks NRLSC. Similar position to you, Wilfred, with low trades. 18 after doing Josh King to Angus, but selling Harry is my only avenue to Amanu, who could hurt me this week. I think it's worth taking the hit this week and saving the trades, or sell Grant and go for it. So I think if I'm not mistaken, I saw one of your tweets earlier, I think your trade that you were considering was Grant to Appy and then obviously getting Manu in for Levailea. If that's the combo you're going with, look, I get it. I think it's probably worthwhile. You're going to be, you know, living dangerously. And I'm sure you can plan a little bit and work out, well, how many people are you going to trade over the coming weeks? And then, you know, are you getting Grant in post-origin? So then counting how many trades you're going to need post-origin because I, I just think, you know, you People probably going to get Grant. There's Murray. There's, you know, if you trade out any others like Teddy or whatever and you want to get them back, like there's only so many trades you can use in rounds 18 and 19. So that's kind of my issue with trading out Grant when you got low trades. But I get it at the same time. Manu's a dead set gun and I'd be worried not having him. I think at the end of the day, you got to back your gut if you think Manu's going to be the one who's going to hurt you more. And across the next few weeks, you, you're you going to be able to plan effectively enough to manage Grant out and getting him back in later. Then I, I can, I can yeah, I can get on board with that trade plan of yours. Next question is from Oscar at OscarEdjo32. Captaincy options this week and thoughts on Matt Burton. Look, I think, start with Burton. I think he's a good player, just not a great team and I'm not, in love with, obviously, the fact that they play Panthers this week. So I have to say no, not not a fan for me. Uh, I, I can see him going well, but it's just risk-reward-wise, I don't think he's quite there. Like for me, for another 50k, you can get drinky, and I feel much more comfortable with that, even though Burton technically has a much lower floor, but drinky's got a much higher ceiling and plays for a better team. So, yeah, very, very easy. Like, I'd much prefer be able to get to drinky, basically. Now, with captaincy options, I mean, you know, it depends on, obviously, who you have. I think for the first game, I'd go with someone from the Cowboys, generally. Like, there's no one in Titans, really, that have great upside. So, you know, drink water is a great option. If you really have someone like a Tui Lungi and you think he's going to score, then why not him? If you take the punt on Hammer, you're obviously backing him to go well. So... You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a shout too. Obviously, there's also men in just locking in a safe option from the outset and that's someone like a Lolo and you hope he crashes over for a pie and tons up and that'd be an easy loop from that point on. Uh, second game, I'd obviously, yeah, Panthers, Taylor May, Targo, both worth a shout. Kikau, definitely. If you've got Appy or Dylan Edwards, you know, someone's swine guys, definitely worth a shout too. I don't think I would bother with anyone from the Bulldogs, unfortunately. And then the Seagulls and Warriors, I mean, this is where, you know, you technically still could use a vice-captain on, like, a Garrick or something like that because I'm assuming everyone has some bye players who players who are on the bye and, you know, you can captain them in prior to the last game. 
So I don't mind someone like a Garrick if you wanted to do that or Guacamole uh, if you wanted to as well. I mean, someone like a Walsh really does have that ceiling. SJ, not so much these days. So I'd rather steer away from them from the vice captaincy. Captaincy is pretty easy for the last game. It's either Angus or Manu for me. The weather's meant to be pretty cold, wet and windy from what I understand. But, I mean, technically, like the previous week when the Eels were there, they, a, lot, a lot of players scored well. It was also cold and windy. I don't know about wet. I don't think it was wet, obviously. So, yeah, I mean, Angus is probably a safe option if it is a bit wet. And if it's not, then mine is obviously, yeah, probably the other higher upside there. So, yeah, I probably lean to those captaincy and vice-captaincy options. I'm going to finish off with a bit of a funny question. It's from Prawnman at Prawnman76. Is Gutho suspected groin injury from doing a Gutherino too often, or is this more NRL physio-type question? Yeah, look, I don't think he's been doing too many Gutherinos this year, so I don't think it's related. I'd, I'd send it to NRL Physio anyway to see if he has any input on that one. All right, it's a pretty simple week for me. I am locking in so far. I've got my, I already got Manu, so I'm getting Angus and Drinky. I'm trading out Teddy and Ilias to do that. And my final trade, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to pull the trigger. So I know I spoke about it in the earlier episode, but... You know, I've got three trades and I've still got two boosts. I've got 17 trades left plus the one left, so I could end up with 16. But I think I'm going to start planning ahead for round 17 with this one. I'm going to bring in Cam McInnes. Uh, I know it's a bit risky because, again, if he hurts himself at training, gets COVID, gets sick, whatever, doesn't play round 14, that's going to sting. But I'm going to back it and just take that risk. Oh, it is pretty low risk, obviously, but the risk does still exist. But I'm going to bring in, uh, I think, yeah, McInnes for, I haven't decided, it's either Berber or Tass or someone like that. Just, you know, they're not going to play, unfortunately. And, you know, that'll set me up to, I think I'll have like five potential round 17 players then and not many trades left. But I think I'm going to aim to get around that. But the way my team is trending, I think I'm going to build towards possibly having like a finals team of 22, which means I can have three nuffs. And that'll also mean, you know, I, I'm going to have most of the players I want to keep. So obviously trading out Teddy, but I'm going to get Pappenhausen at some point when he comes back. I'm holding a lot of the other Origin guys. So the only non-Origin guys that I would look at getting in would be the likes of Cam Murray, David Fafita if he ever shows up again. <laughs> and there's also uh, Ruben Cotter. I think I'd still look at him closely as a potential. And then at centre wing, maybe someone like a Brian Tor or post-Origin as well. But outside of that, I'm pretty happy with the rest of my Origin players. I'm going to hold the rest of them as I can. So, yeah, it's just a matter about using my remaining 16 trades after that to get my round 17 numbers up. And and then, obviously, I'll save a boost to get my final team in place ASAP. And with the squad of 22 and hopefully four or five trades in hand after that, fingers crossed, I'll be able to ride home as much as I can. But it's going to be, yeah, I'll be flying by the seat of my pants on this one it's a bit of a bit of a risk there but yeah that's kind of my rough plan at this stage uh so good luck with all your final decisions it's a bit of a shorter one this week so just uh yeah power through good luck and i'll catch you again soon